Week 10. Welcome back, everyone. We're back. Back in the basement. Bodsley's big basement out here. Ready to Home give you studios. week 10. Ready to give you week 10. We're moving Boston. along. Yeah, moving right along. We got, uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover this week. First, we got uh, a little co-anchor. <laughs> we got a little co-anchor so, beef to hit you with. So it's come to my attention that uh, Mr. Eastie over here thinks he can guard me. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to wax that ass on the basketball court, baby. I'm telling you. When's this going down? Um, we need a date. We, we need, need to give the people a date. We're going to, um, well, let's see. The, it's going to be warmer at the end of this week. Yep. At Eastie underscore the muscle. Eastie's weather alerts. Yeah. Don't you Eastie's forget. weather alerts. Never forget. So, uh, we could, uh, I mean, it's going to be in the, the 60s on Friday. Okay. We could potentially, uh, depends how this weather goes, while we, you know. Uh, get a game in on Friday, maybe? I mean, we we could get it in on Friday if you want. I gotta, I'm going to be working All right. most of the day. Um, or we could, I mean, we could get it next week, you know. We can, we'll figure it out. we got to play the weather. We'll keep know? everyone posted. We gotta play the weather. We can play, play the outside. weather. Keep oh. everyone posted. All we could, all we but it's could going down. It is going down. I'm gonna <laughs> wax that ass. That's, you, that's just not true. You heard it here oh, first. Man. Oh man. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna back you down. I'm gonna steal the ball. You can, you can. I'm gonna swat you can try that shit. To do whatever you want to do. Don't you worry. I ain't gonna try shit. I'm okay. gonna do. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm gonna get shit done. All right. I don't know. Last time I checked, you can't. Uh, can't keep up with me. Oh, so. don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in your side pocket. Okay. Beyond you like white on rice. Uh, yeah. I'll leave you in the dust. No way. Finish at the rim. No way. Yep. Not once. I get the come. I can shoot from the outside. I can I can take you down I ain't low. Worried. I'll do whatever. I ain't what worried. do you want? How do you want it? Let me know. I ain't worried. Don't you <laughs> not... I'll be like Larry Bird. I'll point to a spot and be like, I'm gonna shoot from right there. Drill it you right ain't gonna miss. Face. Yeah. We'll see. Don't get cocky over there. <laughs> oh, I'm getting cocky. I'm just gonna whoop that ass. All right. We're gonna have to figure. We're gonna figure out also how to get it out. We're gonna try and get it mic'd up for you guys, so we yeah. can have a, a podcast special edition. Maybe maybe a live broadcast. Yeah, live Facebook live live podcast one v one. Yep. Twenty one to twenty one. Yep. I'm gonna whoop that ass. All right. We'll see. We'll don't, see. Don't get pieced. We'll see. I'll let my I'll let my game do the rest of the talking for me. It ain't gonna do much, don't you worry. <laughs> okay. All right. I think that's enough of that. <laughs> Why you wanna get on to some Red Sox? Yeah, we should probably get on to some Red Sox. People getting only scared wanna... over there? Starting to sweat. <laughs> Starting to I'm just sweat. thinking people only want to hear us talk about our one on one games for so long before we get into the real stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. The the, the live broadcast. I'll I'll provide fun. you guys with plenty of entertainment. Make them look silly out there. Don't so. you worry. Don't you worry. All right. Red Sox. Sox. Sox Yanks tonight. Yep. We're uh, What are we up? We're up 4 nothing up right four now. 4 kicking that ass. Bottom of the third. Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton already has two strikeouts, 22 on the air. Yep. 22 strikeouts, and we're two weeks into the season. Ladies and gentlemen, that is atrocious. That is disgusting. Is the, and is the walking out. Jackie Bradley. Oh, well, JBJ is up now. But um, so back to Stanton. Yeah, Stanton. Twenty-two. He sucks. <laughs> it's uh, you know, he doesn't he's, suck. He's, he's, he's the only player 
in the live ball era to have two games in one season with five strikeouts. Right. And he did it twice. back-to-back games, right? In the first two weeks of the season. And he did he did it within a week of each other. I don't right. know if it was back-to-back games. Right. So, I mean, he's crushing all the wrong records right now. Oh, yeah. Go he backwards. slaughtered that record. Like you said, it took a whole year for someone to do that. Yeah. He did it within a week. Like, he slaughtered that strikeout record. He had like he was like, oh, you think I can't strike out five times twice in a week? Watch he, me. He got booed at Yankee Stadium on did. opening day. And now he struck out freaking twice tonight already, and we're in the second inning. Yep. Oh, uh, my God. You can have him, New York. Yeah. Please, take him. Who knows? This might be this <laughs> might be A-Rod all over again when they got A-Rod. Even you know? A-Rod was decent, though. Yeah, he was. He wasn't striking out that many damn times. No. Oh, no, definitely not. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I know it's early in the year, but I'm already saying I'm happy we didn't go after Stanton. Or at least give him, you know, throw that kind of money at him. Yeah. Because he's not worth it. With oh, he's... Well, on his way to setting the MLB record this year. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when he won the home run derby, when he was with the Marlins, he won the home run derby. He had like ridiculous amount of home runs that year, but he hit like two twenty something, and he didn't make the All Star team. So he has struggled in the past, hitting for average, and you know, it's like when he makes contact, it goes a mile. But yeah, <laughs> he has a hard time getting a hold of it. Exactly, it's either that or he might get a single here or there, right? Or a double, I'd say, right? But um, yeah. So, Sox, we got uh, Xander's out. So it's looking looking like we won the offseason. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, so Xander's out, which sucks because he was playing really well. Yeah, he was. He was off to a hot start. Just what we wanted to see. Yeah, we you talked know, about that, how important that would all be. All spring. Yep. And, you know, last week we were a few games in, and uh, we said, let's see how it, how it continues. And then, boom. Yep. It's a mammoth grand slam. Yep. You know? Yeah, that was after we were talking about him. Yeah. How great he was doing. Then he hits that grand slam. He was on he's just been on fire. He's Him, been raking. Hanley's been on fire. Hanley's been on fire. I mean, guys are hitting. Yeah, Mookie's been pretty Mookie's, Mookie's been good. He's he started been, been he uh, led the game off with a double tonight and then ended up getting driven in by uh by Hanley. Hanley got two RBI sing two different RBI singles tonight, right? Yeah. Hanley's been clutch. Yep. He's yeah. a, he's vocal on the Twitter too. He's been he's He's been, been a pro's pro. He's been a pro's pro these first couple weeks. <laughs> pumping him up. And, he is. You know, he's playing well. He's backing it up, backing up that talk. He's showing he can be a leader. Yep. You know? And 8-1. Uh, 8-1. Yeah. 8-1. AL East is ours. Let's see. <laughs> hottest, te- hottest team in hottest baseball. Team in baseball. We're starting that early. Yep. We started it with the Bruins in uh, November. We're starting it with the Sox right now. Yep. Two weeks into the season. And hopefully we can ride it out to October. Hey, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We got, I mean, even David Price looking lights out, you know. Yeah. The whole, He's the feeling whole good. Everyone's feeling good. good so far. I mean, granted, up until tonight, we'd only played two teams, and they're both shitty teams. Suck bag teams. <laughs> yep. But we did what we were supposed to do with them. Yep. You know? Exactly. It's like, it's not our fault we were playing terrible competition. No. But if we had gone even 500, you know, over those games. I, I would have. I would have thought I would have been all out. Right. No, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, if we had gone, you know, anything less than what we did would have been underachieving with the team that we have and the team that those two teams have. Yeah. So we do what we were supposed to do, and that's a good thing. And, you know, should be 9-0. and Should be 9-0, and but whatever. 8-1, and what the hell? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take it. You know, not eight no in a team row. goes 162-0. We screwed up 
you know, the opening night, and we've been yep. lights out since then. So. Exactly. Not without some, uh, you know, it hasn't been that perfect. comeback. That was a right. nice comeback we had on perfect. Sunday. Um, J.D. Martinez. But Don't I mean, look that great in the field. Not, yeah, no, he's, no, he's, not, he's never not, been known for his fielding. Nope. But, <laughs> so, uh, uh, that's showing. Look, yeah, it looks but, confused out there at times. Still take him over JBJ. I'll take that bat with that glove. Yeah, I can, I yeah. can live with that. He makes up for it. With, well, he hasn't so far this year, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, two in the outfield. All we need is a few plays. If he can, as long as he's hitting. Yep. You know, all we need is a few plays here and there. Just exactly, exactly. You know. But that uh, uh, and you know, uh, Xander going down hurts. We got we got a fucking chick playing shortstop. Yeah, my aunt is actually playing shortstop for the Sox tonight. Brock uh, Holt, I, I don't know what the hell is up with his hair. He got like a perm <laughs> or something. Uh, it looks awful. And then he's got this like thing around his neck. Yeah, it looks like one of those it's chokers. Like a neck warmer. Yeah, it looks like a choker or something. Yeah. <laughs> like that, the, that like you know, girls wear like clubs <laughs> yeah, and shit. Exactly. And uh, and he's got the glasses. I mean, he's just yeah. This his is... hair, like the way his hair is, and he's coming out to looks... Whitney Houston again. Yeah. He's coming out to uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody, which, you know. Well, when the something, Pats, something's up at Brock Holt, basically. When, when the Pats won the World Series, that was an exception. I mean, the World Series. Jesus Christ. When the Pats well, won the Super Bowl. Reeling in. With, uh, when Bennett was Bennett dancing. Bennett was doing that, yeah. You know? That was acceptable. That was acceptable. They just won the, ch- the championship. Not to mention. Brock Holt. Not to mention Brock Holt hasn't done shit since he was an all-star three years, four years ago now. And he was only an all-star because we had a shit team. Because we had a shit team. And to his credit, he, he stepped up and was the one guy who did anything that year. But. Buck, yeah, just compa- comparatively to everyone else. Comparatively too, to everyone. Well, he hit like 300 that year. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, if he was on another team, he wouldn't have made the all-star team. Yeah. <laughs> if he was on a better team. And but yeah, no, he was decent that year. He was good enough that year that I thought, you know, when we got a better team together that he would be a really good utility player, but he's not even that now. No, he's like freaking, <laughs> he's like worse he, than Mike Lansing was. Yeah. Mike Lansing was half decent. I mean, I was like, I was real young when he was playing, right. but I felt like he was a decent utility guy. You know, he could play, he didn't play all the positions that Brock played, but Brock don't even play half those positions good. Someone compared him to Jeff Fry earlier too, and I think even Jeff Fry is better than him. Yeah. I agree. So. Jeff Fry definitely didn't wear no choker or freaking <laughs> straighten his hair before the freaking baseball game. Seriously. Oh, man. This is just that. That's not a good look. No. Not no. a good look, Brock. It, you got to you gotta think they're, they're giving him shit for that. I mean, come they on. should be. They should be. I would. Yeah, if he was on I my would. team. Freaking cut your hair. God. He's trying to look like Whitney Houston. I know, right? <laughs> That's just... Friggin', I don't know, pissing well, me off. Let let Lynn go play shortstop tonight. You know, he's probably a better shortstop than him, anyways. <laughs> Hair getting in his way and shit. Well, at least he's batting zero 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 on the year. That's fantastic. <laughs> way to go, Brock. Send him down, Another boy, Brock. Well, he's only zero for seven, seven at bat so far. I don't care. Send him down. What did he hit Get last year? Two hundred. One hundred and forty at bats. I've, How many at bats? 140 at bats. He had 200. I'm shocked that he's even still on the team right now. After that, but so it was 2015 he made the All Star. We were in last place. Yeah, 
Okay, he hit 280 that year, but I'm sure I think he was up over 300 at the All Star break. I think he was too. And he ended, he he ended at 280. But still, still, you don't want Brock Holt being the All Star. No, 280. He had two 12 home runs. Two home runs. Uh, two. Two? <laughs> Two home runs, 45 RBIs, and he made the All-Star team. Ooh, oh, my goodness. Holy shit. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that bad. They let anyone make the team nowadays. Well, every the <laughs> thing is, every team needs, every team a, needs a, a representative. That's sad that, that was, he was our best representative. That, oh, man. So, what a bad year. I wonder if he had one home run, two home runs, zero home runs in the All-Star break. You know? Yeah. I mean, it was all about the average. The only, the only reason he made the All-Star team, I think he was hitting like 315, 320 at the All-Star break. Like, he was raking... He was getting a lot of hits. But, yeah, <laughs> power isn't his thing, obviously. No. I mean, holy shit. Well, well we got some let's Bruins. Not, let's not spend too much time on uh, Brock Holt. No, we got some we got some Bruins we can talk about. We do have some Bruins, yeah. We got a playoff starting in two days, yep. actually. A shitty way to go into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried. I, we're, not, we're not really living up to our hottest team in hockey, well, you know, we were the Name. The, the end of the schedule was I mean it was, it was loaded. We had so yeah. many fucking games. Yeah. And we weren't healthy and we were kind of, we were, you know, we stumbled a little bit. Stumbled at the end as we're getting guys back. Right. But good news today. I mean, we had everyone but Carlo was skating. Yeah. So it's a good sign Nash back. Both Nash is back. Um Donato. We, uh, Donato. Might was, be the odd man out. Uh, yep. He's, uh, uh, well, an odd man out's kind of, it depends how they use him. Like, I, yeah. I'm hoping it's not like a Tyler Sagan situation yep. when they only use him if someone gets injured. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping that, you know, we see him just kind of be an alternate on lines, which would be the best, best kind of case. Like, who knows, you know, you end up switching them on that first line once in a while, give one of those guys an extra 30 seconds of rest, of the extra yep. minute of rest or something, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it can go a long way. And with that kid, I mean, like, oof, the offensive talent, man, he's a beast. Donato? Oh, oh, yeah. He's Hell, yeah. Totally living up to it. Yeah. You I know? mean, what he scored. Want to see him on the ice. He, need, he needs to see some ice in, in, yeah. the, in the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be shocked if he didn't. Yeah, he, you know, we got, uh, I guess the thing to worry about biggest is obviously Tuca. Yeah. Tu- yeah. Tuca kind of slowing down towards the end of the year, which, again. I mean, in the playoffs, it's all about how hot your goalie is, so. Yep. And you hope he doesn't, you know, isn't falling into a, a bad streak. And last week we were saying, you know, Tuca stats have going bad. At least we got Hudobin. You put him in, plug him in. He's been serviceable. I mean, the last in the last three games, Hudobin had the only win. The last four games or whatever. Yeah. So. I mean, some, who do we who do we ride with in the playoffs? I mean, you might need a light of fire on the Tuka's ass again. <laughs> it worked Cassidy, the first time. You know? It worked wonders the first time. Oh. So. That's what gave us the nickname. Yeah, that's how it started. That's yep. how the whole hottest team in hockey thing started. Exactly. Um, I like Hudobin. Yeah, as I think, far as like secondary goalies go, he's he's as good as it gets. I mean, this this playoff matchup, this is reminiscent of, uh, uh, not reminiscent. This is a, a rematch of what was it, 
13. What, the crazy game that you yeah. went to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same, that was 2013. Yep, same series. The, uh, where they came back from, what was it, 4-1 to one down in the third period? Yeah, 4-1. to one. Oh, that was fucking Everyone awesome. remembers that game. Yep. You all know what we're talking about. Yep. Well, then the end of that run didn't end so hot. No. That was when went Rask... To the, went to the finals. Yeah, that was when Rask... Uh, well, not just Rask. It wasn't just his fault. Right. Led up to two goals in, like, what, fucking 20 seconds less? Yeah. We don't like to remember that one. No. But, um, yeah, Rask, a lot of this a lot of this is on his shoulders going into the playoffs. Yep. We gotta got to see. Got a young team. They're going to need uh, need some support from their goalie. We're going to need that camaraderie back, too, that fight that they had. Yep. You know? It's time to flip that switch, gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, whatever they were doing when they were at their best this year, that's what we need. <laughs> Exactly. You know, when they were winning all those games and they went, what, two months without losing in regulation, something ridiculous like that. Like, Hey, you know, they <laughs> they might they might very well spring it right back together. I'm still saying the cup's coming home. Oh, okay. So we're going that far. I'm still I, saying I think there's a good chance. You know, now we're all chance. healthy. Now we're all healthy. There's no reason so we what shouldn't. So what are your first-round predictions, Toronto? Uh, say we went in six. Okay. I'm going to say seven. All right. I'm gonna say it's gonna go seven, but we're it's gonna, gonna be gonna a tough series. They It'll played be us. Tough. They played us well this year. They beat yeah. us three times. Not a lot of teams can say that. No, Austin Matt. They didn't have Austin Matthews in those yep. three games, in, or at least two of them. Yeah. He's fast. He's good. He's real good. And they're fast. They're a fast team. Yeah. But not as fast. But you know, I think we're younger. We've been. I don't think we've seen the best of the Bruins yet. This year? No. Really? I think... I mean, if that's the case, yeah, we're taking the cup. I think we got one last run. <laughs> if we're better than the team we saw most of this regular season when we were the hottest team in hockey, then yeah, we're taking that thing home. I'm I'm thinking... So that's where you're coming from. I'm thinking we're going to see, you know, we're going to see some wild games. This oh, it's going to be a hell of a time. Nothing like playoff hockey, especially... No, no, I don't mean just, like, playoff hockey wild. We're yeah. going to see some games that are, like, you know, just... Bruins taking over, yeah. basically. You know, I think these uh, is going to be a that flip's going to this the flip, the switch flip is going to be flipped. You know, watch your flip, watch your flipper. So, I don't know. This is going to be a fun run. Hell yeah! I'm still saying the Cubs coming home. Okay. You heard me say it. I'm not, you haven't I'm not seen ready the best to make that Bruins. prediction yet, but uh, you haven't seen the best of this Bruins team. All right. What makes you think April that they t- haven't reached their potential yet this year? Because when they were so hot, they didn't have Donato. Right. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know? They have and, gotten better. And. Nash. I mean, Nash, Wingles, Jonta. I mean, obviously, Jonta's old. Wingles probably going to be at the back end of the rotation. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just we've added pieces. Obviously, we Gave away a couple of pieces, but we didn't. I don't think we necessarily like. I think the pieces that we traded for got us, made us a better team. Right. We only saw Nash play for what a month. Yeah. And then he got hurt. Yeah. Got a concussion. Yeah. So he I mean, if he's solid. if he's back after and like he's fully healed from that concussion, obviously sometimes you don't come back fully healed. You're supposed to. Yeah. But I mean, some it's a head injury. You can't exactly like. It's not like you can look through the x-ray and, like, see what right. exactly what's going on. Right. So, if he comes back full strength, you know, he, and everyone's back 
Riley Nash back, full strength. After that, ear laceration. Yeah. Laceration. <laughs> you know, we're going to... Uh, we're going to take it all the way? I'm Let's saying go. it. I'm saying Let's it. Go. We haven't seen the best. Because I don't believe that Donato, like I was saying, I think he's going to be in the rotation somewhere. He's going to mix he his way in, you know? It he's, sounded like he might not be in the lineup game one, but... You know, and, and who knows? Maybe game one he's not, and then ends up, you know, he comes out for a couple minutes here or there. Yeah. And freaking, you know, because he's good on the penalty kill. He is. And, you know, he's... He's... Obviously, fat, like faster than most of the team, like he can, right. he can help. Like I said, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I'd be shocked if they didn't use him, or yeah. if he didn't have a significant role by the end of this first series. But you know, who knows? Maybe he goes. I know he's usually more on the right. Yeah, but swing him over to the left. You know, he he can move around. He's a talented kid. Yeah, he's versatile. And then does a lot of different things. You know. McAvoy Chara back together. I know Chara's looking kind of old towards the end of the year. Yeah, he's getting up there. Slow foot. Looking like he's 41. Yeah, but you know what? (laughs) Hasn't he been TB12 in it too? Has he? He should be. I thought he was. He should be. But, uh, you know, I think Everyone should be. He knows playoff hockey. If anyone on this team... yeah. He's been around the block. If anyone on this team knows, it's him. And he can flip a switch, man. I think he can flip that switch, be the first one to do it, and help the team flip that switch. That's well, he could when he was younger. We'll see. Yeah. But he definitely has the experience, the the poise. He's got the, the mental aspect of it, which a lot of the young guys maybe don't have. So Exactly. And he can help that, you know, help them learn that a little bit. You right, know? right. Tell Donato, you know, it ain't, this ain't Harvard playoff hockey, kid. <laughs> it's a Stanley Cup playoff hockey, baby. So we got two days until game one. What time is it? Uh... I'm guessing probably seven. Probably yeah, be, seven. It'll be seven. Probably be on NBC at the Garden. Seven o'clock. It it does suck that we couldn't get home ice throughout the throughout the whole playoffs, you know. Yeah. Throughout, or throughout the Eastern Conference. But. Oh well. According well, to you, we're still we're still taking it home. So. I still think we're taking it home. <laughs> Hell yeah. We get past Tampa, you know. I mean, we get past Toronto. Played like they're, they're the biggest threat to us, I think. You yeah, know, I would Jersey, agree with that. Their jerseys, goalies have been playing like all their goalies have been playing pretty well this year. Yep. Um. But, I mean, if they advance, they're playing Tampa. Right. Um. So if they somehow beat Tampa, you know, we'll be playing them. Whoop that ass. Whoop that ass. Playoff hockey. Playoff hockey, baby. Coming back. The Cup's coming to Boston. You right. heard it here. You heard, you heard it here. Cue those duck boats. Cue the duck boats. When's the parade? Uh, about a week. About four days after the Stanley Cup's over. <laughs> Good. All right. Heard it here first. <laughs> then we got our other winter team who, uh, unfortunately, things haven't been going so well for. No. Um, they do. However, we got good news today. Marcus Smart. Yeah. We'll be back at the end of April. But roughly game six of of the first series. Yeah. That's what I heard. So maybe that'll matter, maybe it won't. But this is our first episode since the news that Kyrie will be out for the year. That happened last Thursday. Yep. So we were having the debate the last couple of weeks about, you know, how far can they make it without Kyrie in the first round. Now they're not gonna have him at all. 
Yep. So now it's pretty much the season's gone to shit. It was a fun year. <laughs> I mean, they, I still think they can win the first round. Do you think they're gonna? Do you think tonight's a preview? They're playing the Wizards tonight. I think it could be, and I think we can take the Wizards with the lineup we have. They've Ro- been cold lately. Yep. They've lost like five or six or something. Rosier, starting at the point. Rosier, Finals MVP. Finals MVP. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not gonna go that crazy. Rosier, we got uh, Tatum, Jalen Brown starting. I mean, right? Yeah. Either one, Jaylen Brown, both of them. Probably both of them. Yep. Yeah, it would be both of them. We're going to start Marquee, uh, Marcus Morris? I would think we'd start Morris. he got to start, man. He's a he's a bully. Yeah. But the thing I've learned with Brad Stevens' playoff rotations is it doesn't really matter who starts. Because if you suck, he'll take you out in two minutes. Yeah. So. That's true. He did that with, like, Jarebko and Amir Johnson the last couple of years. Like, he'll try different things, and then if it doesn't work, he'll just put someone else in. Like, yeah. So, he doesn't put too much stock into the starting lineups. But, um. He's a dog, though. He's a yeah. dog. Oh, yeah. I like that. He's got that dog in him, you know. Who, Morris? <laughs> Morris? Yeah. He's Morris a, is an animal. He is. I mean, he's... You gotta let some of that rub off on friggin' Al. Yeah, seriously. Let it fire under his ass. Seriously. I would like to see Al have some more Marcus Morris some, in him. Some friggin' intensity. He looks like a friggin' church boy. <laughs> a church boy. He's always right. quiet down there. Yeah. I mean, we, like, we're used to seeing, like, you know... We uh, we grew up. We were watching freaking Perk. All right, so Perk. everyone's tweeting about Jalen Brown right now, so he must be doing something. Switch the game <laughs> on, man. So what were you saying? I mean, we grew up when we were young. Young, we didn't have any. We didn't really have bully bullies down low. I mean, we had Vin Baker. We had right. Freaking... Vin Baker. Yeah, Vin Baker. We had a washed up Vin Baker at yeah, the end we, of his career. We had uh, who else? We had I don't know Tony Batie. Tony Batie, you know. But then we got we got KG. Yeah. We had Perk. Al yeah. Jefferson had some dog in him. Oh, yeah. You know? All these dudes. Well, Al Jefferson we, was good. And now we get... We had to move him to get KG. Now we get Al. Yeah. Horford, not Al Jefferson back. We well, get, we I think Horford. Al Horford's a better player than Al Jefferson. I don't know. All around? All around, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. But Maybe not offensively? Um... I don't know. Yeah. It's a tough I, call. I think... I mean, now he is. Al, I don't even know what Al Jefferson's doing now. Yeah, but <laughs> Al Jefferson, he could take over a game offensively. No, he was than, a really good player. Yeah. I mean, he single-handedly led the Bobcats to the playoffs, like, a couple a few years ago. Yep. And they lost in the first round, obviously, but he was the only one on the team who was doing anything. But, regardless, I gotta need I need some intensity out of friggin' Al. Yeah. He just looks... I don't know. He's just, you know, he's... He's like a sloth, man. He's way too laid back. He's too lax. He's too off and on. Like, this kid, it was a game last week where he had, like, five points, four rebounds at the end of the third quarter, and then he finished with, like, 20 points. And I'm like, what the hell were you doing for the first three quarters? <laughs> it's like... Looking for a spot? What the fuck Yeah, you doing? seriously. Just taking your time, finding your rhythm. Like, we don't have time. Yeah. Get buckets. Get in there. <laughs> seriously. Score the basketball. Oh, man. Yeah, he's frustrating to watch at times. I get frustrated like every time I watch him. I swear. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get frustrated a lot watching him. I'm gonna start because you see be... you see what he can do. Like he has you know twenty and ten games every once in a while, but not enough. He's gonna be the next. He's gonna be the next one on my Jackie Bradley Junior list. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's up. better than Jackie Bradley. Come on. No, but he's gonna be on my list. He's... I'm I'm down to ship him out. 
I mean, and it sucks that we we paid him. We a paid max. him so much fucking money. We paid him a max, but we needed to. We need, at the time it was the right deal. Yeah, but and it got us, you know, to where we are now, kind of. So it's like it wasn't a bad deal, but man, it's just like I can't, I can't have high expectations for him. No, I'm never surprised when he finishes with like twelve and six. I'm like, oh wow, another average game. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's also a rumor that came out last week. Um, someone said, I forget exactly who, I think it was someone on ESPN said uh, they think Kawhi's going to be in Boston next year. Yeah. Are all signs pointing to Kawhi going to Boston, something like that. Yeah. And then Tommy and Gorman, Tommy Heinsohn and Mike Gorman, I believe, both said they wouldn't trade Tatum for Kawhi. Now, mm-hmm. we talked about it last week. Yeah. That's... Would you trade... Tatum for Kawhi straight up? No, no, no. You, we, I think we'd have to give well, up Well, we'd more. have to give up more, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, we, I mean, would I take Tatum over Kawhi in the future? That's tough. Ka- Ka- Kawhi's only 26. That's true. You know? And I know Tatum's, what, 21? 20. He just turned 20. So, I mean, he's got potential, potential to grow. Oh, man. I would just hate to go after Kawhi and then watch Tatum become some, the next Kevin Durant or something. <laughs> well, I mean, there is there is that. There's also the old adage, you got to give up something to get something. That's true. So would you be, what would you be more apt to do? Would you be more apt to give up Tatum in a deal for Kawhi or do a deal for Anthony Davis with Tatum? Anthony Davis. All hands down? All hands, yeah. 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 All right. He fits our needs more. He does. He does. That would be our way to get Horford out. Right. Which I'd, I'd, be, on, I'd be on board with that. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't put Tatum in a package for Kawhi. I wouldn't want to. No. I'd want them to. I know they ba- both basically kind of play the same position, don't they? Yeah. Roughly. I mean, are different types of players. Yeah. Kawhi's Tatum's longer. longer. I think Tatum's longer. Oh, really? Yeah. I think Kawhi... I, I don't know. It, I mean, no, they're both pretty long, but Tatum's got really long arms. Um, but um, Kawhi's. He's I mean, got it's, that it's hard to say because Tatum's only played a few months and he lo- he's looked great so far. Like Kawhi's got that um, Marcus style defense where he can play, he can cover almost any position. Right. You know, but Tatum's a good defender. I'd want to seek a package where, if I was going to do that, you know. Maybe because I I don't think we'd be able to send Horford for Kawhi. Yeah, I believe that Horford would not be a part of that deal. I think it would probably be more like Jalen Brown. Um, I mean, maybe a a sign and trade because we got. They're both Terry and Marcus are both free agents, right? Yes. After this season, so a sign and trade with one of them, maybe. Yeah. And and that's just if San Antonio wants to get him out. Who knows? They might not right. even want to get him out after the season. He wants out. Yeah, he's been having some issues there. With his, uh, which is surprising to me because I didn't think he was 
I thought he was just a quiet, you know, uh, yeah, about my exactly. Guy. He didn't seem like someone who would, you know, but I don't know. He wants his money, whatever. But he didn't seem like someone who would clash with uh, Popovich, you know. Yeah, I he thought seemed he just like went above he seemed it. like Popovich is like perfect player, you know. Oh yeah, quiet follows rules, like and all that stuff. Yep, play works hard both ends of the court. Yeah, two way player, like a, like a Belichick type player, pretty yep. much. <laughs> but I don't know. He's having some issues. So I'm on board with you. With I would, give, I would give up Tatum for Anthony Davis. Yeah, but I wouldn't for Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, just put putting Anthony Davis with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, you're in the finals. Yeah, you are. I yeah. mean, with the way the Cavs aren't elite anymore. Oh no! If Speaking we had that, Cavs, if we had that, that big three, we'd be in the finals easily. Speaking of the Cavs, what do we got? Picking up our boy Kendrick. Ken, yeah, that was surprising. I think I mean, they're just. I think he's been just out bringing, of the league, right? Yeah, for like at least this whole year. Well, he wasn't in the league last, last year. Was year he? he wasn't in the league last year. Last time I remember him in the league was when he was on the Cavs. What three, four years ago when we played them in the playoffs? When we barely made it to the playoffs, like we were not a very good team, but we we snuck in. Yep, towards the end of the year. Yeah, the year we got Isaiah halfway through the year. Yep. So. I remember him in that series when he took out Jay Crowder, remember? Yep. They brought him into the game, and the first thing he does is, like, grabs Jay Crowder by the throat and pushes him down. I'm like, <laughs> they just brought him into the game to lay someone out. Yep. That's probably why they're picking him up. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Who's going to What's he gonna try and fucking toss Greg Monroe? I don't know. Greg Monroe going to punch him in to rough someone up. That's my Shane guess. Shane Because I can't imagine he can do much more oh, than that you got to finish at the rim. It looks like Jack finishing at the rim. Oh, get out of here. We'll see. You guys will see. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Perkins, yeah, he's he was uh, the the type of player he was when he was really good. It's like when you get to a certain age, you can't be that guy anymore. Like he was never skilled, really. Nah, he's a bully. He was, he was dog. a bully. He's dog. And like he can't, I I can't see him being that valuable to anyone anymore. No, but he can. I mean, being that being that dog, he can move people for offensive rebounds. Yeah, you know they they. No, pro- he was good at what he did. For sure, move space, get boards. Yep. I mean, block we haven't some had shots a, here and there. We haven't had a rebounder like him since, honestly. No, we haven't. I remember he had some twenty rebound games when he was here. An animal. He was only what? Yes. Boom! Marcus. Marcus Morris with the yam. The yam. He's probably. He's due for a big playoff, I think. I think he's probably our most complete all-around player. When you consider like experience, age and experience and skill and everything, Morris, Marcus Morris, yeah, on the entire team or just the team that's out here right now? No, I mean with Kyrie hurt, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, with our with our roster right now, I think he's the most complete all around player. Yeah, Morris is. He's been stuck with the Suns though. Is he? He hasn't been in NBA playoff basketball. Has Not he? really, but he's uh, he's a competitor though. Oh yeah, he's been around the league and he, he's in for it. Yeah, Tatum he wants to win. Tatum working him. He got fouled. a boy. Yeah, so I, guess, uh, so this, I don't know what everyone was talking about with Jalen Brown. i got to find that. So this uh, potential first-round matchup. Yeah. Last year, obviously we had completely, almost a completely different roster. Hold on. Jalen Brown, after the first quarter, was on track for 84 points. That's what someone said. Damn. Do the math. What, what is that? <laughs> That's got to be... 84 divided by 21. Yeah, there you go. 21 points in the first quarter. 
So that's why everyone's talking about him. I don't think he's got half of that. There's eight minutes in oh. a second right now. He ain't even on the court. Um, but last year, we had almost a completely different roster. Yeah. Celtics. So do you, I mean, yeah. do you believe this rivalry is still going to be, if we play them in the first round, is it going to be as, as rivalry-ish as it was last year? It's not the same as it was last year because you think of the guys that were involved last year with like Jay Crowder. Crowder. I mean, we still have Smart. That's a big thing. Yeah. Smart gets under guys' skin. They all hate him. But he won't be around till game but six the big, at the best The big case. conflict was between Kelly Oubre and Kelly Olenek. Remember that? Yep. So we, don't, do have, remember that. we don't have KO anymore, so... Yeah, what and what did he do? He like jumped on him after like what he was talking to a ref or something. Yeah, he, Olenek was just getting up and Ubre ran over and just decked him while he was trying to get up. He's a cheap bastard. Yeah, he got suspended for what? Two games? A yeah, game? two games I think. Two games. So, I mean, as far as the players, yeah, the Wizards still have a lot of those players. We don't have much left from last year, Ooh. but I think like the. As far as for the fans, the rivalry will carry over. Because we hate Oubre because of that shit last year. Oh, yeah, and that's not going to change. Like, he'll get booed in the garden. Yeah. So. He got booed some... when he was dribbling out the court when we beat him one of the games, too. Did he? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he's Speaking there. of the prick. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> or is that not him? That was him. Oubre uh, Jr. Oubre Jr. Jr. All right, so. We got some paths to get to too. A little bit of paths. We got. Well, let's start with the easy stuff first. Orleans Dakwa, yeah, in for a visit. Played for the Giants last year. I think he played for the Giants all career. Yep. Last year he had five touchdowns. I think he had like seven hundred yards on a hundred and something carries. Okay. And the Giant, and we know we both know the Giants were not good last year. They were awful. And that's why they had number two pick. Yep. So they have they need offensive line help, which some people speculate that's where they're gonna go. Right. So he did all that behind kind of a shitty line. Well not kind of. He did it behind a shitty line. That's impressive. Yeah, Big. not kind of. They were a very shitty line. The Pat the, the shittiest. Yeah. Eli Manning <laughs> got a like, ton of uh, I don't know how many times he got He sacked. got obliterated. So I think, I mean, he's the type of runner where if we if we do end up grabbing him, he was here today, so yep. I, I, I don't know if he left without getting anything or they're negotiating tonight or whatever, but we take him, Mike Gillisley's time in New England's done. Gonzo. Uh, which I, I have no... Um, Issue with that. I have no qualms about. No. I'm completely fine I mean, with what... I mean, what did Gillisley do that tells you he should... Be on the team next year. Yeah, he had three touchdowns and a loss, man. <laughs> exactly. And then he didn't do shit else the rest of the year. Yeah, you know, and I I was expecting him to be a pretty good runner for us. I he, thought he was. Yeah, his time in Buffalo, we saw him twice a year. I think two years. Right. He, he was, was with the Jets too, wasn't he? Was he with the Jets? I think so. But yeah, he was. He's a, he was a solid player. I yeah. expected more from him. I expected him to kind of fill that blunt role a little more. You know, right. Than he actually yeah, did. Roll the blunt. And uh, so you know, um, I did. I did have Dakwa on, not this past year's fantasy teams, but the year before. And he did. Okay. I know he helped me out two years ago. There you go. So almost make the playoffs last year. The champ, 
This past uh, this past season, I was the champ. I don't know if anyone cares about your fantasy football team. I whooped your ass. <laughs> yeah, you did. Twice. I, yeah. I didn't set my lineup a couple times. Excuses. <laughs> Poor excuses. See you next year. Anyways. I came from behind to win that one. Shout out to Juju Smith. <laughs> Schuster. That's great. Hoosta. That's good stuff. So, um, we're also, yeah, we're also these... covering Eastie's fantasy teams on the show now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry. When fantasy season starts next year, I'm gonna be talking so much shit on this show when we're playing each other. <laughs> I bet you will. You're gonna get I your ass you whooped oh, in the man. trash talk department it's and like, on the scoreboard. I'll have to board. pay attention more next year because this will be good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we also I wanted to, uh, we each week we kind of uh, just highlight a little bit of uh, someone in the draft. You yeah. know, uh, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. He's a slot wide out from Texas A&M, okay. kick returner. Uh, he can play on the outside, too. He's fucking fast. Yeah. Um, it's 40 time. Uh, uh, not sure. It's 40 time. <laughs> um, Got to have the numbers. I was, watch, I was watching highlights. I wasn't, I don't, yeah. I wasn't watching the combine. 4.46. Um, he good. was recommended to me. Uh, uh, the, uh, I, guess, I guess we'll call him a correspondent mm-hmm. uh, from Weymouth uh, named Bill. Okay. Hey, Bill, he old uh, Bill. told me to check him out. Not Bill Belichick. No, not Bill Belichick. Bill <laughs> Belichick lives in, uh, we can't say where he lives. Uh, we won't say where he lives. I do know. I, mean, I, I, know, I know he has multiple houses. I, I know where a couple of them might be. I know I know where one of them <laughs> supposedly is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> May have driven by looking for him once. He wasn't there. Yeah. I thought he was walking his dog. <laughs> I thought he was on his porch. It was just an old lady in a robe, though. Speaking Got of Bill. excited. Speaking of Bill, um, big drama is... The drama never ends with this team now. No. It's a freaking soap opera over there. Um, over there in Foxborough. So, Bill and Gronk, that's the big drama now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of been escalating throughout the offseason, basically ever since the, the press conference after the Super Bowl. Right. When it initially was started as... Gronk might retire. Right. So we're going on. Bill's getting fed up with it. Yeah. And apparently now it's come out that Gronk's frustrations grow from when uh, at a point in training camp where I don't, who knows what he did. Didn't come out exactly what happened, but he wasn't practicing well or something. And Bill got on him for his new training. Yeah. Which is with Guerrero. Yeah. And TB12. So this all stems from that. Now this goes deeper into Bill versus Tom. I also heard Bill got mad at him during training camp last year for celebrating a touchdown. Oh, uh, did he? he? Like, we don't celebrate during training during training camp or practice or whatever. Well, that would so, make sense too. I that mean, that sense. sounds like a Bill thing. That sounds like a Bill thing. You know, um, but you know, this is more Bill versus Tom, Bill versus Guerrero. Because yep. I mean, obviously, kicked him off. Tom the versus time, Bill versus Tom. Yep. <laughs> Oh, it's everyone versus everyone around here. Every man for themselves. Now we got Robert Kraft saying, well, he's 41. I hope he plays or something. Well, Kraft, did you hear Kraft said that um, last year, before last year, Brady assured him that he would play like five or six more years? Yeah. Which is nonsense. Yeah. It's, I, don't, I don't know if I... I mean, Tom Brady's great, but man, who the hell's going to be 
a starting quarterback in their mid forties. Yeah, forty six, forty five, forty six. Forty is one thing. Forty, like that's pushing it. You're pushing the envelope. Forty one. Forty one. Like then, once you get into the forties, every year is like you age like five more years than you would in your twenties. <laughs> yep. And Tom, in the end of Tom vs. Time, who are we doing this for? What are we doing this for? Right. Which is yeah. funny because at the beginning of Tom vs. Time, he was like. He was like, uh, you gotta give up your yeah, life. If you're going to go against me, you better be willing to give up your life because I'm giving up mine, like all this intense stuff. And then by the end of it, he's like, oh, what am I even doing this for? Yeah. It was interesting. A lot of that had to do with probably losing the Super Bowl and how it happened with, you know, Brady having the best, one of the best games of his life and Bill kind of screwing the team over a little bit. So, you know, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler. Which, I mean, up until this point, I don't think we even touched on Butler last week. I think no, last you kind of put it to rest for a couple of weeks because there wasn't any, wasn't too, know, too weren't, much. weren't any uh, advances in the story really. No, but I'm sure people are still digging. This people are digging. People can dig all they want, but until someone within the organization, you know, comes out with something, then we're never gonna know. It's all speculation. Yeah, that's true. Very true. I mean, hopefully someone will write a book at at some point and give all the inside info on this stuff. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Malcolm will write a book. Maybe Malcolm will write a book. I'd write a book if I were him. What I did. I'm going from. We also, uh, we had Brady and Edelman working yeah. out in Foxborough. Okay. At the training facility at the. The TB12 facility? Nope. No? At the team's facility. The team's facility, oh. So that points to Brady being back, you know, just he's probably just going to take his extent, the extension that he has. Yeah. Instead of reworking it at this point, you know, probably saying, now I'm just going to take my money. Last year, Take the money and run, you know. Um, but yeah, he's back. Apparently, Edelman's looking real good. That's good. Looking like he's got his quickness back. Looking good. like he hasn't good. really good. lost much of a step. Who knows about the cutting? And who knows about game 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 speed? You know, right? Obviously, they're just playing catching there now. Right. Running routes, you know what they always do in the off season. But obviously, with him, with Edelman, quickness is everything. Like, yep. He can't survive without quickness. That quick cutting, all yep. those quick maneuvers, but. Yep. And back to Christian Kirk, if we can, who knows now we have two draft picks, potential if we move if we move up, if we need to move up to get him. Might not need to move up to get him. He's, he's not undersized, but he's a little smaller. Yeah. Um, but he's a he's a kickoff returner, punt returner. That's good. We will have everyone's favorite punt returner back, Cyrus Jones. Cyrus Jones, good old Cyrus. Which back and healthy and. Hey, who knows? He could surprise some people. You know, it's funny. We always go back to Instagram, especially with the Patriots. Yeah. Um, Cyrus Jones's Instagram has nothing about the Patriots on it. Interesting. And it's got. Uh, he's I'm only gonna pull this up right now. The last and I looked, I checked it out about like two or three weeks ago because I was like, "Oh shit, Cyrus Jones still on the team." Da da da. It was even hard to find him. Cyrus Jones Jr. Like, uh, is this him? Let me see. I don't even know what his face looks like, to be honest. Yeah, that's that him, him right there. All right. Yeah, he's just... Are these all his posts? Yeah. he's He has one in a Bruins jersey. Yep, but no, nothing about the Pats. He didn't even post about the Pats. So I'm wondering... Wait, wait. When did he start this Instagram? Oh. His first post was November... Last November. And then he didn't have another one until February 1st. So he hardly ever posts. Yeah. But even still, you think he's on the Patriots. You want to be... 
on the you want to be on the you want to promote I feel him. like he probably feels as though he hasn't earned the well, right damn to damn right he hasn't earned it. Well, he knows that though that he hasn't earned the right to, you know, boast about being on the Patriots and post pictures about that cuz what's all his pictures going to be fumbles? <laughs> I mean, right now it's him drinking Starbucks and hanging out with his homies. So, nice. <laughs> Not training for football or anything. Not getting that work done. Hey. Not muscle back and kicking life's ass. Not everyone, you know, posts all that shit on social media. You could be doing it quietly. You don't know. But I hope you better earn that fucking Patriots I'm saying jersey. he could surprise some people. Earn that flying Elvis on his head. I want. I thought he was gonna be. I thought he was gonna be a very talented player for us when he came into the league. Yeah. And he's just done nothing but disappoint me. Well, he muffed a, a few punts. He he was shocked. Both years he was playing. Well, he got hurt last year in yeah in the preseason. preseason. But he muffed a few punts, and then the year before he was muffing punts. Mm-hmm. He wasn't covering people. He was sucking in, in coverage. Oh yeah, you know oh, he looked like he didn't know how to play anymore. Yeah, he's definitely sucked. Look, in every looking stupid. He's, got, he's gotten so far, but they've they haven't cut him. Looking stupid, catching the ball. What does that tell you that they haven't cut him though? What What was he? A first round pick? Second round pick? First round. Yeah. He's, Bill Belichick's not going to cut a first-round pick two years in because that's, that's going to make him look stupid. Well, that's that's also very true. That's yeah. a pride thing, I think. That's Bill's ego. And he, <laughs> and he wasn't sticking him on defense anymore. He was only sticking him out there on the punt team. Yeah. Even on the punt team, if, if he didn't muff a punt, he ran back inside the 10 and caught it when there was no, guys. He did, he did everything wrong that you could possibly do while he was out there. Yeah, he <laughs> so, didn't know what the, like, what the hell he happened. He was completely lost. In that year It'll be interesting to see how they use him this year. Yeah. You know, if they have any faith in him at all. I mean, you know, Jesus Christ. Imagine him showing up, lining up across from Gilmore. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Oh, man. Would rather take my chances with Johnson Batamosi and Jordan Richards. I don't know about that. Now you're talking crazy. We saw how that went. (laughs) (laughs) We got some hip-hop, though, to get to. We got a decent amount of hip hop to get to. Yes, we do, Jack. We do have a, uh, we got a big uh, statement from the biggest rapper in Mass in New England. Yep, we got uh, as we've talked about before, Joel Lucas. Um, you know, showed, showed you a lot of his music. Yep, or a handful of his music, I should say. I mean, if you follow hip hop closely, you know who he is. He's been, yep. one of the best lyricists the last few years. He uh, had some things to say. He had some things to say specifically about Boston and New England. Yep. About the, the hip-hop the scene here. I got the post right here. So why don't you This why don't is you something... There's been debate about this for a while, you know, the Boston hip-hop scene and whether... And why, you know, New England hip-hop doesn't flourish the way that it does in Atlanta and New York and L.A. and, you know, places like that. So, this is Joyner speaking on that. Um, apparently, he made some comments recently and people got... You know, all worked up about it, so he cleared things up on his Facebook. He said, when I said Boston has no music scene, I wasn't speaking of artists. I was speaking in a sense of music business. It's a fact that Boston doesn't have a big music scene as far as music labels, executives, A&Rs, publicists, management, and a lot of other resources and opportunities compared to New York or Los Angeles and other places. I had to leave to other states to build relationships and use resources from different markets and take advantage of outside opportunities because there wasn't much going on in Boston that was going to help jumpstart my career. New England and Boston will always be my home, but it's a fact that there's just no music scene out here. 
There's lots of dope artists on the rise from Boston, and even the dopest ones had to leave to get in a position to make noise. Again, I'm not speaking of artists, producers, fans, etc. There's plenty of talent in Boston and New England, and I mentioned that as well. But name me one artist that really popped off from New England, and please don't mention Benzino. No disrespect to the legend. Don't name me anybody from 50 years ago. Name me one artist in the last 15 years that really popped off to become A-list or B-list. So. So, obviously, he's talking about specifically the hip-hop scene. Right. Because. Not just music. Because, obviously, music-wise, I mean, we've had Aerosmith. Well, but he's saying the last 15 years. Aerosmith was still decently big 15 years ago, no? Yeah, but they didn't, like come out in like you know he's no. saying like no but I but there was that singer Megan Trainer like there's been people from other it's still Dropkick Murphys Dropkick Murphys yeah well JoJo that singer she came right. out yeah we've had yeah. some like female pop singers and stuff but yeah he's ta- he's specifically talking about hip hop yeah exactly so um I agree with him in a sense that when he's if he was just saying the business like if he didn't say the music scene yeah there is a music scene i mean and there's a there's a pretty good music scene i mean you know because you're in it but it's like there are a lot of people who put a lot into the new england music scene so there's there's just as many people that do that put a lot of effort into making the scene a good scene as there are that Tear it down. Yeah, the people yeah. that suck. Yeah. Like, there are certain, um, I mean, like, there's platforms that, you know, there's rec shop movement. Mm-hmm. There's grime mode. Right. There's, um, like, the Still Ill Camp. They have different radio shows. Right. Mr. PSA has his own radio Static Selector. Static Selector. There's uh, Champ Chuck does the Overdog radios. Yeah. You I mean, know, you came out with me one yeah, about yeah. four years ago. Yeah, we went on the show. I mean, there's so definitely the, a, to say there's no scene is ridiculous. The way he worded it is kind of off. I wish I wish he just said there's no business side to the right. music scene in Boston because that's and left it at that because then because then he has a point. Yeah, because we all know Guru had to move to New York to become famous. And he even like, talks about uh, I I saw it in the comments. He says something about cousin Stiz. Right. He said. Uh, you know, even he will say he's not, he's a, not or a or B yet, at least. Like he's he's moving up, but but even he had to go to L.A. Right, he's out in L.A. like promoting himself now. So it's like the thing where I have a problem with the music scene and generalizing it as the entire music scene. Yeah, is because MBS, Slane, Terminology. Rex. Rex. Ed O.G. Ed O.G. Ed O.G. Acrobatic. Ed O.G. If he said, he's lucky he didn't say in the last, I guess, 25 years. Because, uh, or I guess it would have to be, he'd have to say 30 because. But uh, Ed O.G. O.G. came out, I gotta have it. That was number one on like charts all around back when it first came out in the 90s. It came out in, in, I think, 1990. Um. You know, Ed O.G. was he was in the studio with like he he met Tupac before he had, he met Eric Sermon. Like, oh, he, I mean, terminology was, in the last year I've seen seen him hanging out with Nas, like Capone and Noriega, like all these big names. I mean, in terms not a I I he's not a a B list in terms of worldwide celebrity, right? But he's in the hip hop community. 
you know who terminology is. Right. If you're an underground hip hop fan, no matter where you're from, you know terminology and you know Ed OG and you know that because they work with DJ Premier, they work with like big names, Bun B and. But even still, know. if we're going. Like like N uh, the three seven bring up MBS all these guys, is because their market isn't even necessarily over here. It's right. underground over here, but overseas they're going to Switzerland. They're, oh, they're going all over. M dot M dot who we talked about last week yep. or a couple of weeks ago. He's been every, like he's always overseas. Yeah, he basically lives overseas touring, and they, he's probably more famous over there than he is now. Exactly. I mean here. Exactly, and people, I mean he had the number one. Album on underground, underground hip hop. I'm sure most of that came from overseas. It probably you know? did. The I mean, underground scene over here, and Slane does a lot of shows over. Like they all do shows overseas, and they probably, yeah, they're probably more well respected overseas than they are here. But and so from an overseas perspective, Boston has a great hip hop scene. Right. Exactly. Know? No, that's a good point. Um, and it may just not, not from just not from you know the U.S. like like mainstream. We, I mean, Joiner. Joiner's the biggest one right now. Yeah, and he's he hit the nail on the head, saying, like I said, saying the business, like he he mentioned the business side, and he did say we got great artists. I mean, yeah, Millie's isn't quite A or B list yet. He's almost there, and and he spoke on this actually. Let me pull up his tweet. Did he? Everyone's been tweeting about it. Because <laughs> I think because I think he's he's been staying pretty. I think he still lives in Cambridge. Doesn't he? I, I don't think he moved. So he might be the only one that's like yeah. on the verge. Millie's, yeah. You know, and we've talked about Spose before and the P-Dank crew, and they tour around, but they're not A or B list celebrities, you right. know? I think you would know about terminology before you know about Spose, to be honest. It depends on where you're from, honestly. I think... Uh... Spose's song "I'm Awesome" it has, is bigger than any song that Terminology's done in terms of like views, but in terms of like consistency, probably Term. He's well, he's been around longer. Well, and Term did the BET side. I mean, if you don't yeah. know, watch how it go down. Yeah. Term and DJ Premier. True. Like, I don't know that. I don't know. When he, that oh shit when Term not even when Term was younger because he's still a monster right now. But um, so this is what Millie said. He said, facts are facts and opinions are opinions. There's very much a scene in Boston and Joyner is a part of it, whether you or he likes it or not. Furthermore, it's not healthy to tear down an artist for mass that's doing numbers regardless of what he said in an interview. So he kind of took the high road, but he said uh, that he thinks there is a scene. Yeah. And, and, he, and he should think that because he's like one of the driving forces of it. So. Yeah. And there's, and like I said, there is a, there's totally a scene. I mean, there's Glasshouse Productions, it's Tolkien's right. Camp. No, oh, I mean, Tolkien. We didn't even talk about Token, but Token's huge worldwide. Yeah, Token's so. huge worldwide, but that's to a younger audience, too, you know? Not only, though. I mean, he's a lyricist. No, he is, but I'm saying, like, it's a younger... Older people appreciate him. Yeah, but, like, when you think about going worldwide, like, I feel like more kids, like... Yeah. Like, younger than us know... Like, kids around Token's age. He's a, yeah. he's a kid. He's 18, 19 years old. I'm saying... And there is... I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a ton of artists that do go and support him like when he had the boston show yeah he had like terminology was there oh, he had everyone flawless Spose, Spose was there Spose was there um, flawless was there yeah everyone he had he brought in like all the big rappers from new england yeah so he like does have like he gets that following yeah but i feel like that's more like respect from 
crap is that the older heads they like him. Right. You know. I really, I really like him, and I think he's super talented. But the the age factor becomes like sometimes I don't want to listen to a sixteen or what is he eighteen now? Yeah. Sometimes I want to listen to someone my age. You know. <laughs> You're right. Sometimes we do. I don't know. I I agree that certain times, you know, I don't want. I mean, I I'll listen to Token if I want to hear like him just going in over a beat. Right. I if I like. want to hear like creative wordplay and just like good flow or whatever, I'll listen to him for that. But as far as like the content of the songs, I can't relate to someone that's seven years younger than me, really. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I mean, I can relate because like I was that age at one time. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like I don't want to hear an eighteen-year-old talk about their life all the time. Exactly. Sometimes. Exactly. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes we can't relate because we weren't that. We weren't. Going overseas. Well, exactly. Yeah. uh, When we were 18, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, You know, it's it's all, and again, it's all preference. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not taking anything away from him as a lyricist. Right. It's all, like, at the end of the day, it's all preference with the music shit. Right. But there's no question that he's uh, made a big name for himself, as has Joyner. I just thought it was a weird time for Joyner to make a statement like that because I feel like the state of New England hip-hop right now is as good as it's been and I feel like he should be trying to help push that yeah yeah you know and maybe maybe he was kind of trying to by saying that there was great artists yeah and he wants people to look more into Boston but exactly how he how he came about it was completely wrong and and don't and to be honest, it doesn't sound like that's how it came out. Like, that's right. not what he was trying to say. But, I mean, in an odd way, and who knows, maybe him saying that, he didn't mean for it to happen, but maybe that does happen. Maybe people start taking a look out towards Boston more. And, maybe. You know, all that. Yeah. So, it could. I feel like if he wanted that, he would be, you know, supporting it more rather than putting it down. Yeah, no, but, but. that's what I'm saying. Maybe he, like, inadvertently. He doesn't want. He's not even wanting it to happen or yeah. anything. But inadvertently, by him saying that, it's just going to make other people be like, "Well, even he's saying that they're great artists." Because Millie's basically said the same thing a few weeks ago. He said, "There's a ton of artists doing their thing, yeah, in, in and around Boston." Right. And I uh, mean, if you're in the scene, you know that. Like you see it. Yeah. Our boy, our, our friend Knockout. You know, yep. he's got he's got a few joints with Millie's. Yeah. Um, I think he actually is just finished recording another one or he's getting ready to do a show with Millie's yeah forget exactly but um either way um you know it it was like you said it was an odd time for Joyner to come out and say that but I think it sparked a lot of good debate you know oh definitely definitely it's made like I mean we both follow a lot of people in the local hip-hop scene you more than me probably but it's been all over news feeds the last couple of days. Oh yeah, everyone's ranting about it. I mean, I mean, it's it's a healthy debate. It's like, I think it cause it causes artists from around here to kind of look in the mirror and be like, "Are we doing the way? Should we be more?" Well, and some you know? things, you know, and like going back to what we were saying before about, um, like some some people being more, um. Of being better than others with helping the scene grow and everything, some some artists in those platforms, yeah, are just in those platforms just to continue the cycle of like some people are just perfectly fine with going home and writing a rap and then you know sometimes going to the studio and 
Right. Just they're not b- committed b- to it. Yeah, exactly. So, like a lot of people around here do it as a hobby. Right. A lot of, um, so it it kind of waters down the ones that like the good artists that are actually taking it seriously. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, you see, I mean, because some like some kids, you know, they got more money than others. They could throw fifty dollar promotion on Facebook. And, right. You know, the kid ain't even good. Right, anything, no, exactly. You know? That happens all the time. Compared to, you know, someone who actually has good music and right. they can only throw $15 up there because, you know, they got a family to take care of or something. Right. You know, we all got different situations. We all got um, we all got lives we got to live, too. Like, I mean, I know, I mean, personally, I know people that, because they're not making money off of music, they're working. Right. You know? But you and, can only, you know stick with it so long before you, you know, you got to make money off of it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you got to be able to invest in yourself. Right. And Joyna has been able to invest in himself. Mm-hmm. Um, not only going out of state and everything, but I mean, he's just, I mean, he could be in, you could, you could be in Worcester and talking to AIs and promoting yourself that way, you know? Right. Um, I mean, the big story came out last year was, uh, what's her name? The publicist basically took like fifty thousand dollars from him. Yeah, he like uh, he paid her fifty thousand dollars for all this promotion she was gonna do. Um, Angie, Angie something I forget okay. something like that. But he talks about it in uh, in the song "Tech in the Church." Yeah, with Jaron Benton and Locksmith, and uh, I mean basically joined his whole verse as a diss to her. Yeah, um, I got proof you a fraudulent fuck with a bitch caught in that. Like he he yeah. goes off <laughs> and. Um, you know, he, so he knows firsthand about investing in himself. And, I mean, uh, Noah Knox, I, I mean, he's invested a ton in Knox. Right. And, um, and that's, I mean, it shows, you know, Knox, uh, the two of them together, they have their money together, you know. Absolutely. They vibrate off each other. Yep. I mean, if you if you saw the promotion for his tour, Knox is driving the Uber. Yeah, I saw that. That was actually pretty funny. That was mad funny. It was a good one. <laughs> Um, but you know, we, um, it comes down to, you know, again, investing in yourself. Some people take it more seriously than others. And the ones that do take it more seriously than others, these platforms actually do help. Right. It's all about how much you want to, you know, how much work you want to put into it, I guess. Exactly. You get what you put into it. So if you just, anything else in life, (laughs) so if you just, you know, just, Go to like the rec shop does an open mic, um, or they like I know they're a big part of the subway cipher. Yeah, you know uh, if you just go to that, obviously you'll meet people, you'll be able to network a little more. But if you're only willing to go to the subway to rap, mm-hmm. you're not willing to go to a studio, or you know something like that, yeah. then all these people that you meet are just only gonna you're only gonna they're only gonna see as far as the train right. sees, you know. Um, or if you're only going down to grind mode and you're only doing ciphers, then you're just you're paying for a shirt and a video, True. and promotion on the video, but you're not. You what are you gonna send all your fans to the grind mode page to say these are my songs? Yeah, and they they have to go through. So grind mode's the one who's really getting, you know getting recognized for that stuff more so than the artists. Well, yeah. 
Um, but like like I said, if you use it right. Well, yeah, if you if know you, how to if, use it. If you use if it how it's supposed to be used. Like right, how, right. How it's if you don't just rely on it, you know. Yeah, say that I, I just need to do this cipher and you know I'll well, be good. Like like team backpack, it would be the same yeah. type of thing. Just team backpack um, is a bit, I guess, more exclusive. Yeah, um, I mean they only add a handful of people every year, whereas grind mode, you know, it's built more for the artists. Like it's it's built to help you get exposed more. Yeah. So like you know you could be, you could have an album coming out, but if you're not promoting yourself the right way then grind mode helps you be promoted better and, and lingo who runs it if you're if you're willing to like if you're if you're doing what you have to if you're doing your end of the bargain yeah. which is you know doing an album like do, doing your shit on the side and you're good he's gonna help you right then that's just a way that. for you to promote yourself exactly but if you use that and you have nothing to promote then it's pointless exactly yeah I so get what you're saying. invest in yourself. Invest in yourself smart, so, and, and know it. Like you got to have a business mind behind. Just keep it, working, you know. And you keep, can't like in you keep know adding to your portfolio. I I made the mistake of um, you know uh, I I have a couple albums mixtapes out, but I just kind of threw them all together. I didn't do it the right way. And, yeah, it's a learning um, experience. Yeah, exactly. And now that I see how I went about it wrong, and I mean even even as far as I mean one year I did I think. Like 150 shows. Yeah. And God damn. I was sending people to grind mode videos. Right. So that was, you know, it, That's don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. My fan base has grown immensely since using grind mode. Yeah. So it did, it does help regardless. But, but if you didn't have, you know, your own shit to promote, if you didn't have like all these songs and, you know, all this shit you've done over the years, then that would have been pointless. Exactly. Yeah, and but even learning from that, where I was just throwing it together, like a couple of things together here and there, like I realized, like no, you got to actually structure your shit out. You actually got to be able to, right? Like if you're gonna, if I'm gonna go do a show, go do one of their Sunday night shows, or go do like a um, a headliner show with them or something like, or even just a headliner show at like the Middle East or something. Yeah. I want to have merchandise. I want to have albums. I want to have cards, stickers. I want to have right. different shit. That people are gonna remember me by because they're not just gonna remember you by the 15 minutes that you're up on stage. Absolutely. Maybe they will that night. They'll come up to you after you set. Yeah. But if they see like a bunch of people wearing like ENF shirts, for example. Yeah. Like when we did the Middle East last year, we yep. basically sold out of all the T-shirts that we had gotten that night uh, at the Middle East. People people liked the set enough, and then they saw all these people wearing different ENF shirts. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're at the merch table, shit, like handing a bunch of shirts. You know, granted, and we had cards, we'd give out cards, like yep. a ton of cards. Unfortunately, we didn't have stickers, but and we didn't have more music to promote. We had the plug video, or the, we had the plug out, but then we had the video come out after. Yeah, and honestly, the reason why I haven't been, we haven't really been booking many shows, is because we're working on on an EP right now so we yeah. want to have something to promote instead of just exactly like we can't just sometimes you gotta just lay low for a while work on some shit and then come back exactly you know exactly and, you know you gotta craft it right you can't right. just you can't just be like alright the first five songs we do we're putting them right out right you know you gotta wait you gotta it takes wait time shit. these things take time you know it's learning experience like you said yep but um, um yeah, we got so, some music to get to too yeah aside from a but little basically to wrap up the Joiner thing, he was on point with uh, 
basically in saying that, you know, the lack of presence of record labels around here and, and, um, basically if you want to make it here, it's, it has to be more of an independent grind. Yeah. Rather than. Tolkien's got that independent grind. Right. He's got the glass exactly. house and everything. Exactly. You can't rely on outside sources. Like you gotta just have to do your own thing. But, um, this dude, Dart Adams, who is a, I know he's a hip hop journalist. He's from Boston. I know he's also a professor at some school. I'm not sure where. But he does, you know, he's been around the Boston hip-hop scene for a while. He writes for MassAppeal.com. Yep. Um, so he said, get it right. A scene is not the same as having a real urban radio station, major record labels, talent agencies, and different industry outlets, plus access to industry folks in your backyard. That's what New England lacks. Our scene isn't non-existent. Yeah. And that, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. We have, and we, I think, I think we would both fall in the category agreeing with that yeah. based on what we were just, no, absolutely. what absolutely. we've been saying um you know it, it's true we there is a music just cuz it's harder to make it here doesn't mean there's no scene like there's a there's a big scene there's a lot of people trying to make it and a lot of talented people hell there's a music scene in portland there's a hip hop scene in portland there's yeah. in portland maine there's a hip hop scene in everywhere denver colorado now. everywhere a, now exactly. new hampshire vermont like everywhere <laughs> exactly there's a hip hop scene wherever you go wherever you go it's it's Worldwide now. You know, and it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's up to the artist what they want to do. Right. You know, if you want to get signed to a major label, then yeah, you have to leave Boston. Right. Or you have to leave Matt. You don't even necessarily have to leave. It's up to people like us, like, journalistic-wise, promoting these people and putting them. That's why we do this every week. Yeah. We're trying to build the New England hip-hop scene. That's why we're promoting all these artists every week. Exactly. Promoting the good artists. The good artists. Yeah, but yeah, I, um, you know, I, I would, I wouldn't say you have to leave Massachusetts to get signed to a major label because at the end of the day, you can always still live in Massachusetts. Right. But you got to be out traveling around. Yeah. You got to be out doing shit. Right. Like you got to be going different. Well, you can't just stay local. Like that's exactly that's that's, a, that's, that's another thing that a lot of artists do wrong is they they think you know just playing all these local shows. Yeah, you get a good local buzz, but then you're just going to be a, right. a local. In, in the old days, it was just the local band that was always yeah, playing, you know? Exactly. Now you're just the local rapper that plays all around. Right. You know, you, you might play all around. And if that's what you want to do, do your thing, bro. Right. Uh, if that's what, yeah. And like, But I, if you're trying to, you know, get beyond that, then you're going to have to go break out. out of your circle. <laughs> and not even to say that you have to. Like I said, I didn't mean to say you have to leave Massachusetts. You have to move out of Massachusetts to do that. You can right. still be. You can still. I, mean, I know Joyner like moved to Montana for a couple of years or something. Did he? Before he really blew up, he was living in Montana, like working on a bunch of stuff. Like he, I don't know why he moved, but speaking of grind know, mode, and then I know Guru moved to New York before he blew up. So speaking of grind mode, Joyner did grind did a grind mode show years ago. Yeah. Before he got big. Yeah. And then there was a big old fiasco between him and I've heard about that grind mode, yeah. Um, with uh, some recycled bars, and then there was mm-hmm. some league. They were pulling some legal stuff. Not, uh, I'm not too keen to speak on it. I don't know the ins and the outs of exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, but I know there was a falling out, and uh, now you can see the Joyner Lucas ciphers minus Joyner Lucas. Uh, they're both. There's two. Uh, volumes, and it's Grind Mode Cypher, uh, Fuck a Feature, okay. uh, Volumes 1 and 2, 
um, you can actually see Joiner in the videos. He's obviously really? like you can't crop him out of the video, you yeah. know. Uh, but he's, he's in the videos, and um, you know, it's, it was kind of a shame to see because I mean, obviously, like uh, knowing Knox and knowing everyone, like most of grind mode folk, um, you know, it's kind of tough yeah. to see. But you know what? At the end of the day, Joiner's—he's a good artist, and he's not the only artist that's gonna do shit like that right and you know he's i mean he's he's a good artist and i support knox we're gonna mm-hmm. support knox i support so, joiner like i i yeah exactly appreciate That's what, what he's doing for like i said we haven't had an artist this big from massachusetts or new england exactly and in years and not even popularity wise talent wise i don't know many people in new england who can out rap him yeah would you agree with that? Eh, for the most part. Uh, I mean, I think he's pretty top-notch as far as lyricism goes. I mean, I'd put Term up against him. I think Term, okay. I think Term could out-rap him. You think he could out-rap him? I think it's close. Yeah, Term, yeah well, it depends on what... Uh, Term has some fire verses. He really does. He gets slept on a lot. I mean, I think I think Term... I don't even know, actually. I'd love to hear, it. like, just... A Massachusetts hip hop song with like Term Joiner, Ed OG, just like everyone. Yeah, that'd be dope. Like a mass assassination volume. Yeah. Well, I guess it would well, be I feel like right now would be a good time to do it because we got a lot of names coming up. Oh yeah, but we do got some music to get to too. Yeah, Cynical. We got uh, we've played Cynical featuring Terminology, Terminology before. Now we got Cynical featuring Slain and F Styles. And F Styles. You know, um, so a little background on this story. Uh, Cynical. Um, so Cynical was looking for uh, help with the hook. Um, needed someone to sing part of the hook. Yep. Um, my man F Styles. He's uh, from E and F. E and F. He's the F. He's the F from from E and F. We got East E and F Styles. Yep. I'm E. He's F. Yep. And um, you know he. Um, the king of the hooks. Yeah, he can he can sing hooks. I mean, ever since ever since I've known him, he's been very good with hooks. Yeah, and um, been incredible with different hooks. You know, he's yeah, he knows what he's doing when it comes to the hooks. Hell yeah! <laughs> but he's got, uh, the, he's got the rhythm, the yep. melody, and uh, you know, this song uh, it wasn't. He's not um, not overpowered on the hook. You know, he's only got a few words here and there. Um, but you know, cynical and slain both just kind of like. Um, it's a, it's a bit of a deeper song, um, kind of like a coming of age song, mm-hmm. um, you know. So we'll uh, uh, jump into uh, the middle here. Once we get this going, we got your uh, speaker going here, Jack. Yep. Uh, be, uh, you uh, you link it up here yeah, for we'll, us. <laughs> when we do that, that might help. Some of this technology shit gets me sometimes. It does. It's too much. I'm getting old. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> Marley Chance Sport, there it is. Come on now. All right. Now, um, let's, uh, while we hit him off halfway through Slane's verse, the hook, and then we'll do the first half of Cynical's verse. I like doing that. Give it a little flavor of both, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. We're, uh, we're having some technical but, difficulties. Uh, this was, uh, this was also engineered by Archetype. All right. Um, over at the bridge from Still Gold. Still Gold, again, uh, we, I mentioned it before. 
They're going to be doing Boston Calling the same day as Eminem. Um, that's nice. su- Sunday, May 6th, I believe. Or June 6th. I don't know. i got to check that. Um, Eminem's first appearance in Boston since since when? Oh, jeez. Uh, up in Smoke <laughs> Tour. Up in Smoke, like 2001? Yep. <laughs> Shout that's out crazy. to Tommy 12 for being there. He was at the Up in Smoke Tour. There we go, finally. All right. There we go, Jack. We're getting somewhere. Where are we? There we go. We got the Spotify up, so let's uh, let's pull this up. How come it's not playing, Jack? What, what's going are you, on? Are you not logged in? Did you log in? You gotta log in. Oh, come on! <laughs> come on! I thought we were gonna be able to just play it. You can't just play one song. Nah. Oh, what the hell's wrong with this non-premium <laughs> shit, man? This non-premium shit. You gotta get that. I still got the. Uh... Me, slacking. me and LeBron. You and LeBron. Me, <laughs> me and LeBron don't pay for that premium shit. Speaking of LeBron, he's all <laughs> upset about the friggin' barbershop show. Well, didn't he copy that idea? Well, supposedly Nick Saban copied his idea. Oh, okay. But that's been a copied idea. I mean, I go to a barbershop. I'm friggin' bald and I go to a barbershop for my beard. And you fucking talk in the barbershop. It's about- not, yeah, it's not like a... It's not like a groundbreaking concept having a show in a barbershop. I know. There was a movie called Barbershop where the whole movie was people talking in a barbershop. Three of them. Three of them. (laughs) Which one inspired? I feel like LeBron took his idea from the movie Barbershop, so there you go. What? LeBron, which one inspired you? Was it one, two, or three? Which ice cube was the best? Cedric the Entertainer, was it him? (laughs) You know, like, oh, my God. And not even to mention, um, Arsenio Hall did... Did a similar thing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been coffee shop shows. There's been all this friggin' bullshit. <laughs> just, it's just for fucking LeBron to say, oh, no, my, my, my. Yeah, Shut the exactly. fuck up. Typical LeBron. Shut up, LeBron. I'll never not be sick of LeBron. What if he's, on, what if he's wearing green next year? That won't happen. <laughs> he's scared. Oh, wait. Oh, I know what happened. Fuck you, Jack. By the way, uh, while we were doing our hip-hop stuff, Mookie Betts, well, right before we, when we were in the middle of our hip-hop stuff, Mookie Betts. Grand slam. Slammed a, a grand salami over the monster. And it's now 14 to 1, so um, we're just beating the brakes off these. Oh, uh, here's, here's G and Kalo. Here's John, yeah, here's John Kalo. <laughs> Oh, he hit oh, the ball! He got it. He got it hit. on a 3-2 count. They should give him a standing ovation just to mock him right now. <laughs> oh, he got a double, the son of a bitch! That, that's hustling though. Ah, good for you. hustle. All right. So, oh, by the way, last week when we were talking about this Forever MC album, yep, uh, with Passion MC, Tech Nine, and Token, mm-hmm. uh, and I was talking about the Royce the Five Nine Crooked Eye and DMX song. DJ Static yep. Select to produce that song. Nice. So that's even got Boston ties to it. Yeah. Static Select has been all he, over the place lately. He is. He did. Uh, I mean, he's been all over the place for years, but lately, the last year, I feel like he's really broke out into the mainstream. Oh, for doing, sure. The album he put out, when was it? December? Number eight? Fire. Number eight. Everything was fire on there. Hell yeah. So now after some technical difficulties... Yeah, we, we got some cynical for you. 
We got Cynical, Cynical featuring. Slain and F Style. Yep. Started off by writing this letter. Like, mama, listen, I know nothing in life could get better. I'm a trouble thinking about the emotions of bottle. Friends in and out of jail, and I'm life to follow. I've been sitting here reflecting on a past life. I see the priest, and he's reading to me my last rites. Glance over my shoulder and hear the bagpipes. Casket drop, all I see is a black light. I don't understand the reason I breathe in this earth. When all my dreams seem to lead me to evil and curse. What I believe in is the meaning of birth and reading. Cynical, Slain, and F Styles. Like I said, it's kind of a coming of age song, you know? Yeah. Um, kind of each talking about their lives. I mean, Slain. Um, Fireverse by Slain to kick it off. Yeah, Slain, um, you know, now he's, he's sober. He's um, Yeah. He's been sober, what, a few years now? Uh, I think going, I think this year will be five. Okay. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's 40. Yep. Um, and I uh, he just he's got a kid. He's he hits him with the classic slain. Yeah. Not the classic slain as in classic slain where he's a grimy motherfucker, but right. classic slain in that when he actually has a message to say, he's he's saying a message. Right. You know, you can hear it. Uh, he says the line, um, you'll talk about people, I talk about ideas, something like that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, he's deep. He's deeper. And as, as he's grown up, he's become more of a deeper person. Right. Um, as he sobered up, too. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that, too. Um, and cynical, you know, talking about, uh, he talks about his past. He talks about mm-hmm. um, his, um, his, like, family stuff and, yeah. um, you know, being a dropout and all this. Yep, a lot of personal issues. Yeah. Putting them on the table. Um, letting it all out. You know, and. Um, Great music. Yeah, kind of like, it's like growing up, you know. He's yeah. Talking about, you know, they think they, the, the hook, they think they know. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't, um, it's not like, um, or it's basically like, you know, they think they know, but as you grow up, you ain't, like, you ain't, you're never going to be the same, you're never exactly the same person, you're always growing. Right, exactly. That's, that's what I meant by coming of age, I know sometimes people think of coming of age as like a champion. It reminds me of that Jay-Z line where he says, He's like, people look at you and say you change, like you work this hard to stay the same. Yep. You know? Exactly. Nobody wants to stay the same. We're all working to grow and develop. There's levels to this shit. Exactly. Trying to level up. Exactly. Good stuff. Hell yeah. You got any? You got any? That's, all, that's all we got for New England hip-hop. All right. Week. 
It's all. Well, that's, uh, we're we're see, an hour and a half into it now, so we're up against it. We are. We are. <laughs> we appreciate you guys hanging with us tonight. Yeah. A little extra long debate about some Jordan Lucas quotes and, yep. um, you know, well, some talk about uh, a little technical difficulty, but yeah. You know, so, we uh, get a through preview it. Preview of our one-on-one. I'm gonna wax Easty on the court. Oh, beat up that ass! Week, coming up this week, so don't you cross worry. him up, break both of his ankles. Next week he'll be coming in here with crutches. Oh wow! <laughs> so much for letting your game talk for you, huh? You about to get gamed on? We'll see. About to whoop that ass. We'll see. We'll be we'll be back with an update on that next week. Yeah, we out. Peace.